I'm Danny. And I'm Demika. And we're biracial unicorns. The minisode. Minisode time. Girl, I'm so ready. The the foliage is not quite down yet, and I think it's time for us to hop in the mini minisode van. Mini van sode. Mini van sode. And mini. just take a trip together and have some self-discovery. A coming of age story of two angry biracial women <laughs> in their mid thirties. Girl, tell me that shit would not, not like blow the box office. Like, tell me people would not eat that. Tell me. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure only millennials watch movies now, so <laughs> it's like the target audience. And you know what? We're we're out here though. We're living and we're hella stressed, so we probably need a little bit of escapism. Yeah, I'm I'm in for it. But I'm excited. Today's topic is one one of those ones that we have like danced around, and mm-hmm. I decided that it's pretty vast. So if we need to narrow it down, we totally okay. can. But speaking of millennials, I feel this is a very millennial topic as well. Mm. Okay, so I'm, bu- I'm building her up quite a bit. I want to spend just 10 minutes here. I'm so out of whack. I didn't even get my timer ready. Here we go. <laughs> I'm building up suspense and anticipation. All right, I've got it. Um, we're going to spend 10 minutes talking about movies or books, right, that have a predominant animal cast and or animal lead. Mm, like an so- anamorphic cast like like they're animals with human traits or any animal they they are that the story is being told by animals okay all right so all right 10 minutes animal cast based stories so i i asked this question to my husband and this is how i knew it was going to be a very millennial topic was like all right what's your favorite animal story or like story told he's like he goes well he kid that it was um, the Air Buds franchise, and I told him to get out. <laughs> and I told him that I was leaving him. And I, <laughs> I told, and, but his, and this is so funny because I think it also says a lot about him. He loves the remakes of the Homeward Bound movies. Mm. That's his joint. He likes the first remake of the Homeward Bound movies. And I'm like, that is, that fits you. Like, that is so indicative. Like, the, the one we've talked about. Yeah, before the one with Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's his that's his jam. When he talks about like animal driven stories, he's like that. That's it. It just was, and I'm like, yeah, that is so classic Americana, heartwarming. Like, yeah, that's you. That that makes so much sense. It is. It is super him. Uh, Isn't it? I could I could just picture him like on the couch watching Homeward Bound. <laughs> yeah. Like that little kid, like when they sit a little too close to the TV because yeah. his eyesight was so bad. And so he would like, that's how they found out he actually needed glasses was like at three and four, his face would be like literally in the screen. Oh, wow. See. I didn't yeah. realize that he had worn glasses for so long. Yeah, his whole life. He's really, really... Now you all know a little bit about my life. I'm I'm in love with a kid who can't see. <laughs> my husband has perfect eyesight. Of course he does. And, and chiseled cheekbones. Like and, the most perfect teeth you've ever seen. He's like, like a really all, nice guy. He's just like super It's all just gross. how he is. Like, it's, just, and it's, it's really annoying. I'm sorry, Ian, if you're listening. <laughs> you're a gem of a person and a delightful human being, and it makes me sick. Yeah, it's true. It's true. No blonde, blue-eyed guy should be so perfect. It's re- I re- I re- he's re- not perfect. He's not. Perfect. 
Um, Next minisode, apparently, we just need to talk. We just talk about our our husbands. Yeah, Uh, our significant white boys. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think about animal stories. Like, the first things that came to mind were, like, Peter Rabbit, Little Red Hen. Um, But those are, like, old school. Like, we're talking real old school. Um, But I also really liked Little Bear. Um, yeah, there's, there's this brilliant book. I highly recommend it to anyone at any age, uh, a kiss for little bear. I don't know if you're familiar with this one, but the pictures are hilarious. Like I'm just like stitches, like, um, (laughs) the sass, the sass dripping out of that book (laughs) is amazing. I love it. And I think, I don't know why, of course, like you're saying, like, like Little Hen and Peter Rabbit, those are older stories that I think even got revamped during that millennial time Mm. frame. Cause I'm even thinking of um, Charlotte's web. That was Charlotte's web. Yeah. It was an older book, but because the movie had kind of come out and once again, that was the elementary school, um, put on that movie and the kids will be quiet kind of thing but I remember that being such a moving movie like a lot of kids really contemplating the ideas and big themes driven by this by this by the spider and it was so lovely I remember Charlotte's Web being really instrumental um like who didn't cry at the end of that book if you didn't at least question like your existence a little bit when you knew she wasn't going to survive spoiler <laughs> you can't say spoiler after you spoil it. You cannot have gone this long without actually even seeing Charlotte. What about Web. the children? What about the children listening oh, to the gosh. show, Jamaica? We do have babies that do listen. So there's this book called Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Go down to your local library, use the microfish, uh, <laughs> and go find Charlotte's Web or go look it up on YouTube or something. So, what where it? does Free Willy sit in this? Because it's a story about. about a killer whale but he's not like i don't think we get like his point of view and i think i think this is where we draw the line i think it's point of view because babe is about babe right and it's his pov yeah right free willy is about a little boy who has like a white savior complex right who actually yeah so I can't actually remember anything about that movie, so it probably wasn't wise to bring it up anyway. Um. But no, no, you brought a good point when talking about, like, when other people talk about, like, what are the parameters? It needs to be from their POV. Um, I'll, I'll mention my favorite, which also I think after mentioning my husband's favorite, we'll talk about the dynamics of our relationship. Animal Farm. Animal Farm is definitely, mm. like animal driven animal representation of story and i'm like that is one of my favorites which which version like the book the stage play i'm sure it's been adapted into movies Mm -hmm. i really haven't seen the stage one which that sounds amazing uh i really enjoyed the book i read the book first uh fairly young and then this once again shows my age TNT the had a made for TV mini series of it that I remember seeing that sh- that blew my little mind and it made me enjoy it even more so to have kind of like the animal visual and the aesthetics were really dark and I really enjoyed that so yeah that's me though have you seen have you seen the stage version I haven't seen it but I've read it um mm. 
And I have a, a good friend of mine actually was supposed to direct it in fall 2020. <laughs> so it didn't happen. Can we just have a moment of silence for all the plays that didn't happen yeah. in 2020? It was like this brilliant idea because it was like really thinking about the political moment of the current, like, I mean, the era that we live in um, mm. and like really using it in that way. But yeah, oh. yeah, it didn't happen. Oh. Well, the era hasn't changed. So <laughs> hopefully they'll get their opportunity to do that. Oh, cause now I want that. I want that so badly. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think using animals to portray a story is not anything new, but I feel like, like what was it? Land before time massive and we've talked about this before. land before time is good i mean i haven't watched it as an adult but i loved le- i i don't think i've seen all of them because there's like 20 of them right no one has but the first one was so good i saw that one several times mm-hmm. i remember re-watching it years ago with my daughter she was still a little too young she couldn't finish it uh we had to do a lot of debriefing <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful story and it's a well-told story. And I think being able to use animals and we've touched on this and have wanted to do a full episode about them using animals to represent cultures, races, genders in order to tell a story is a good mechanism uh, to help with empathy, especially with kids dealing with really big topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now do I think they've gone too far? <laughs> mayhaps uh but i think that said oh that spoke loads i think to our particular generation i think of using animals to tell really big stories yeah i mean i i think it's it's pretty universal just because you think about children and how much they love like instinctively love animals like i've been around very small children and they always are just so drawn to animals so it makes a lot of sense that those are the stories that appeal the most Um, i think you're hard pressed to find a kid who just doesn't fall in love with with some animal some type of animal i think you're right and i just to be able to use that to tell a good story. I'm thinking like all dogs go to heaven. That's another really good one. Oh my gosh. I loved all dogs go to heaven. And then if we're going into the realm of those sort of animated films, I don't want to open the can of worms. That is the lion King. Um, but I think like Feifel, an American tale and Feifel goes West. I think the rescuers and the rescuers down under, um, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So does it ever like wonder people why we have like a generation that is just like they're they're desperate to fight for animal rights, for people rights, for equality? I'm like, we grew up on American Tale and you're mad that we want to talk about immigration? Like, don't yeah. be mad at the crop that the that grew from the seeds that you planted. Like, don't be mad about it. But I remember watching um American Tale to absolute death. Like my little brother, his to get him to sleep because he had a hard time sleeping was to sing somewhere out there to him. And so Mm -hmm. I would sing that to him when he couldn't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the jam. I love I love that song. (laughs) Every day. And you know what? One of the few times where the sequel was just as enjoyable. 
Yeah. I loved Bibles Goes West. Yeah, I would say I would put um, the rescuers and the rescuers rescuers down under in that same category. Like, I think I like the rescuers down under better than the rescuers. You know, um, sorry, that was the timer. Um, so I don't know if this happened to you. Um, we lived overseas when I was younger. So when I came back, the rescuers down under was like, we heard about that one first. Yeah. And oh, I, I knew that one first too. Yeah. yeah for sure. And I didn't know about the first one for a long time. And so there was obviously like the storyline difference, the animation difference, uh, but it was still such a good story and we just really, really enjoyed it. But it's, I appreciate it. And it's always one of those things where it, it, it transcends because if even as adults, we care about the animals, but we start looking at the, the bigger arcing story. So the kids are really in it for the animals and caring about it. And adults can also be in it for the stories. It's a really great and enjoyable like mechanism. And I think everyone has like their top three of like, I love this animal based story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would be remiss not to just mention um, Oliver and company. Really, I loved Oliver and Company, and it was one of those films that came out, and it didn't go to VHS. Like it didn't go to VHS for like twenty years or it something. Was very so, underrated. Yeah. So I grew up like remembering this movie, and I was like, "But I really loved it. Did I just imagine it? Am I a genius?" <laughs> <laughs> You are so right. It's a it's a little bit more obscure. I don't know. And the thing is, it had the music. It was Billy Joel, right? Mm, I think so. I just remembered the 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 whole soundtrack. Like, it was like this slaps. Oh, yeah, like, was, I love it. it. It was a bop. It was an absolute bop. And why aren't we? Why aren't yeah. we? Why is the showcase? And of course, um, was it Cheech Marin did the voice of one of the characters of the show? So it was like a very. Yeah urban type trying to yeah get into the culture of that and so yeah no 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 i'm with you i'm with it was you. i mean so late 80s early 90s like so many things were that style right oh, yeah. like that's like if do the right thing was an animated movie <laughs> Do the right thing is so of a like. There's like a time capsule. Such and an just, era, right? It's like yeah. a period piece. Oh, but I, but that's what but I was actually that period having, that it was made in. Yeah, but I think we're getting more, especially now because we're having a lot more fashion nodes to that time. Mm. I'm thinking we're realizing how that period is becoming like a time capsule. Like you can tell. Like when I was talking about the um, first Scream movie. Yeah. Or, no, or I know what you did last summer. You right. watch it and you can literally talk about between not just the quality, but the fashion, the the dialogue. You're like, oh, this is a very timepiece capsule movie now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it is. It's crazy. But yeah, I definitely think Oliver and Company matches into that. But I love that. I mean, we could sit here and list all Disney movies, but I thought there were some that were like, um, what was another one? Was it Watershed Down? I haven't read it in ages. I think that's another one that was quite popular that was mostly animal driven. But yeah, I think I think everyone needs to have their favorite animal based story in their life too. Yeah, I'm going to go for A Kiss for Little Bear and Oliver and Company. That's going to oh. be my top two. I'm going to do Animal Farm and The Land Before Time because we all need balance. Cool. all right we want to hear your favorite animal pov stories 
Uh, You can reach us all the usual ways. Check the show notes for more. And we will be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Out.